this episode of the podcast, Craig and I talk about winter camping and being off-grid full-time in Colorado during the cold season and kind of what all that entails. Craig's been snowed in at the off-grid ranch, and so he's been working with the snowmobiles and trying to get them up and running, which he successfully did on one of the two snowmobiles, but he thinks one of the snowmobiles is possibly flooded, so he's going to have to wait for the carburetor to clear out on that. But he got his one of the snowmobiles up and running, but still is kind of dicey as far as like how can he get to town and all that stuff. So we talk about kind of the realities of winter camping and, and like I said, being off grid full time in the winter and how it makes you realize just how much we rely on technology in order to make our winters comfortable for us. I mean, you know, being off grid in the summertime is easy compared to the winter. So what does that look like and how can you use technology to kind of keep you connected and make sure that you don't get in a situation that could be life-threatening out there. Then I also talk about my CBD experience. I'm on day six of taking a CBD supplement from Phytorite and it's working out really well. I've got a lot of less aches and pains than what I had when I, when I started this. So I'm encouraged by the results so far and I'm looking forward to seeing what what will come of that possibly give another update in like a week's time just to let everybody know how the the supplement is affecting my body and for the pain that i have so uh, anyway let's go ahead and dive on into the podcast here and and first off we got a little audio bite for you of uh craig with the snowmobile so here we go Sounds good to me. Yeah. So you're dealing with some snow out there at the ranch. You've got you've got the driveway situation kind of gnarly right now, and you can't really get out. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to know to be honest with you because I'm, you know, as much as I like to talk, like I've got like big game and whatnot, and I I think you know it's all relative. I this is new for me being being this far out and. Um, having this much of, I'm not, I'm not sure responsibility is the right word, but you know, it's, yeah, I've got generators, battery banks, I've got propane tanks, I've got snowmobiles, this razor, all this is really new to me. Mm-hmm. And, and then with the snow coming in and having to, um, I don't know, learn, learn how to learn how to start snowmobiles learn how to effectively use all the elements of a four-wheel drive vehicle, you know, rear differential um, lock and, you know, four-wheel drive low, tire pressure. It's it's a whole new game that I'm dealing with right now. I thought I was good before, but I'm learning that I am not, I'm not as good as I, I thought I was at all this stuff, but it's fun. That's cool. Yeah, I think I think it'd be cool when when you get that that razor all set up too with those tracks with the with the uh, uh, sw- swapping out the the wheels and putting on those tracks in there that you can use for going through all the snow and everything. That's going to be incredible because dude, you can jam on that thing. That would be so fast. Yep, no no doubt about it. I think what I was told was that the max speed with those tracks, it's really it's, it's really only 20, 25 miles per hour. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I won't know until, until he gets back and 
there's a there's a new there's a, a bolt system that I don't have access to right now. So anyway, yeah, yeah, it is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. But um, I I've eaten some humble pie in the the last uh, two hours, and so <laughs> I'm I'm apprehensive about saying. Yeah, it's going to be badass. It's just going to be so easy to cruise around because um, <laughs> I'm having trouble just starting the snowmobile. So, um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stop talking cocky right now. <laughs> yeah, it has a way of making you making you realize that things aren't just plug and play. I I'd, I I learned the hard way with winter camping. I thought I'd just go out, fire up the stove and I'd just be sitting easy. It's like, nope, constant work, constant, constant adjustments and just constant upkeep and constant work. Like I said, constant work. You're just always busting your ass. So doing things in the winter off grid, it's definitely something to where you have to be on it a hundred percent. Like you can't let things, you can't let things just go by the wayside and you can't ignore things. Cause if you do, you'll just get in a world of trouble. I totally agree with that. And, and frankly, I, I thought you were going to say this and I was going to be like, yeah, Brian, you're so wise, but you didn't say it. I thought you were going to say, you can't let things get you down because yeah, I, I'll admit it. Like I have been, I've been really frustrated this morning. I'm like, like, Holy shit. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I can't even get the fucking snowmobile started. I fucking suck. I might as well, you know, get in my truck and, you know, go down to the fucking Florida keys and <laughs> hang out with, you know, the rest of the 80 year olds can't do anything kind of thing. Cause, um, anyway, it's, it, this is a really good, healthy place for me to be because I, I do need to learn to be more resilient and buoyant with my attitude. Mm -hmm. And so confronting challenges like this, although it's really frustrating and it's, I can go to a place in my head, like I fucking suck fucking can't even fucking do this and that like i it's a healthy thing for me to be able to say okay craig you know you you talk about the whole meditation buddhist zen shit like time to put your mouth where your money is or your money where your mouth is mm -hmm. and start applying you know some of that you know gentle self-talk and all that other bullshit and work through these problems rather than throwing a little temper tantrum and you know, start fucking crying in the snow. Well, but it, it's easy to do when, when things are difficult out there because we're so conditioned with living in the comfortable uh, setup of like a house and on-demand heat and on-demand hot water and all of those things and, and being tied into the grid with electricity. And then when you live off grid like this, it's different than truck camping. I think a lot of people think, well, and a truck camp and you kind of go with the flow with that. So it, it should be easy to apply that to other aspects of life, but doing things in the winter off grid, it's exceptionally hard. And I've, I've told people a million times that <clears throat> with the winter camping endeavors, like I had this jackass on YouTube be like, Oh, it seems like your winters. You're now you're like hanging out with these people that have houses. I mean, what's up? And it's like, yeah, dude, why don't you try 43 full camp and their full-time winter camp. And it, it, it makes you tired. And especially when the temperatures in the tent would get down in the, you know, below zero, when you're talking about, you know, negative five, negative 10, negative 15 at the evening time, you're up every two hours stoking your stove. 
and you don't get to get in that REM sleep like you normally would in a house and you just get worn out. And like when I left the ranch in Gunnison and I went over to uh, the base of Mount Antero and set up for, for uh, I was like five days before I had in, before I went ahead and, and uh, went into the front range to work on the film. It's like in those five days is like, Oh yeah, I forgot. This is like the new level of operating as far as my tired levels and kind of just energy depletion. And you got to eat a lot to make sure that you stay on top of your nutrition when you're back there. Cause it's like, you know, it's cold. So therefore your body is working hard to, to maintain your internal body temperature. So you're expending more energy that way. You're constantly working with wood to make sure the wood stove is cranking, uh, battling condensation issues on the inside of the tent, dealing with your food, making sure it doesn't freeze at night. So that when you wake up in the morning, you can actually prepare food. And you know, where do you get your water at? How do you deal with using the restroom when the ground's frozen and you can't dig a cat hole? There's all these new variables that get thrown into it. And like where you're at, at that ranch, I mean, hell, it's like seven miles back from, I think it's about seven miles back from like highway 50. Yep. And not, not even a mile in is where that seasonal gate closure is. And they, and they, you know, they'll close that gate. And it's like, you're back in there, man. And if things don't go well, you can't just throw your hands up and say, ah, screw it. I'll just turn on, I'll, I'll just turn on the, the, the TV and just let it roll. It's like, nope, you got to take care of it. And it, it's kind of an eye opener as far as how comfortable we become in normal society with all of the modern conveniences of technology. A- absolutely. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before and I, I've asked for this. I mean, this is what I want. And so it's everything that you've, you just listed out there was spot on that, that things just take a lot longer to do in these conditions. And the, the expectation that I can get, you know, one through 10 done on my checklist, that's no longer a realistic expectation when you're dealing with the weather, when you're, you're dealing with shifting conditions Mm-hmm. And, um, again, I, I go back to my, my pouty little attitude this morning and having to kind of keep myself in check. The, the truth of it is I, I want this, you know, I, I invited this into my life and, uh, um, it's, it's good for me, but there's no doubt that there, there's a transition I think that there's a transition period that I'm going through right now. And then there's also just the, the added, um, I I mean, it it sounds dorky to me or whatever, but I, I just have to be, I have to go easier on myself to what, what I should be able to do and what I should be able to do quickly, what I should be able to learn, what I should be able to learn quickly. I mean, this is not, this, this really isn't that easy, especially given my experience. Yeah. Um, and so I need to stop being, you know, the, the pouty little criticizing bitch that I can be to myself and mm-hmm. make those adjustments. And frankly, I think I'll be, I'm going to be a better human being because of it. Once, once I learn how to, you know, get through these hurdles and, and not be, the, the, you know, the temper tantrum prone person that I am, I think that it's really going to help me interact with the rest of society on a better basis. It's what do they, 
isn't isn't there some sort of phrase out there that says like you you can't love anybody else until you learn to love yourself? Like I yeah. think I think yeah. I'm going through something like that right now. <laughs> you got a good life lesson going on, but you yeah. know it's it's true though. It's when when I first started winter camping back in 2015. I mean, I, I had trial by fire because I set up on Thanksgiving Day and the day after it snowed three feet. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. And here I am. I'm snowed in at this location. I can't move my truck. Uh, I don't have enough food to last me a week. So I hope this snow melts soon, which it, luckily it did. And uh, a big warm spill came in right after that and and melted the snow away so I could get out. But I was like, you know, I'm eight, I'm eight miles deep in the National Forest right there where where I was camping. And I started thinking, I was like, okay, if I need to get out of here, what am I going to do with Sierra? I don't have a hip sled to put her on to have her come out with me. And her paws would get, would definitely get frostbite if we tried to walk out. I could walk out with my snowshoes, but what am I going to do with her? And so there were a bunch of variables that I didn't fully appreciate when I started full-time off-grid winter camping. And it makes you, it makes you realize the severity of the situation real quick, because it's like, you know, if you were there and say, say something came up and you had to run into town, but there's four feet of snow on the ground and you can't get the snowmobile started and you can't use your truck. What do you do? Exactly. You know? And and that's, frankly, that's, that's part of the issue that I've got. I was talking to you a little bit this, this morning earlier that I, I have an appointment tomorrow morning that yeah. is an important one. It's, it's a good opportunity for me to explore and, and what have you. And so there's just added pressure to that very point that I've got where, you know, I, I've, I want to make this meeting. It's important for me to make this meeting. It's at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. So if I don't have this fucking snowmobile thing figured out, if I don't have the truck thing figured out, I, you know, do I, do I bail on this conversation? Does I, I don't know what happened. So anyway, you know, to your point of, you know, what, what do you do? when there's a possibility that you can't get to where you want to go. Yeah. You know, and, and anyway, I mean, it's, it's a fun game. I like playing it, but there's no doubt that my, my stress level has, has jumped up a little bit and um, I need to, uh, I need to take down a notch. A solution that I, that I came up with when I was winter camping because I would have appointments as well, and I wouldn't be able to get to them sometimes because I'd be snowed in or or whatever would you know what came up. So I started doing video conferencing through my phone because I start, I would say, hey, I'll try to be there, but if for some reason if the conditions are such that I can't make it into town, let's do a video call. And you can do that through your phone. And the great thing is, is like with FaceTime now, you don't need to have a Wi-Fi connection in order to do it. And so you can do FaceTime through your phone and granted the video quality isn't that great, but you could still do that or you could do things through your computer with the connectivity. Like, you know, for example, like the call that we're doing now, you know, you're on the WeBoost booster at the cabin and it's working and we're able to get on Squadcast and, and do this do this recording. And, you know, here I am in Kansas and you're in Gunnison, Colorado. So when I, the, the time when the video conferencing came in really, really helpful for me was when I had that third degree burn down my leg, when I dumped all that, bacon grease down my leg uh, yeah an accident and i, I mean I, that literally got rid of the the epidermal layer of skin i was down to the dermal layer and it was disgusting i mean the way it looked and there were times where i couldn't go into town and so the doctor that i was working with in town we would get on a call and we would we'd video conference 
And I would put the phone up to my leg and I'd be like, how's it looking, doc? And he'd tell me what I need to do. And I sat there and basically I was like his assistant, I guess, if you will. But I was out in the field and he was he's in his office in town telling me how to how to dress the wound, what I need to do and as far as how I apply the antibiotics to certain areas that were looking kind of troublesome and all that stuff. So it's like that really helped me out. But but having that capability was great because then I wasn't I mean I didn't have to like cancel any meetings. I could just say, hey, as a backup, I'll do this video call. So just in case if I can't make it there, I'll let you know. But we'll still have our meeting. Nice. Uh, that's gosh. That's it's a really helpful tip. Number one, but number two, like that's a really cool story where you you mm-hmm. had to call in for a doctor to like figure out you know a serious emergency. And it's it's funny because I. My mom and, and other friends are, are asking me, well, you know, what's what's going to happen if you have an emerging? I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out. But <laughs> frankly, you just gave me a way to like calm down my my mom and all the other people that are worried about me out here. So I uh, kudos to you for that and kudos to technology and kudos <laughs> to, to WeBoost once again for facilitating my communication with the outside world right now. Yeah, definitely. That's that's one thing that's nice about doing this nowadays as opposed to like when we were talking, you know, 30, 40 years ago, like those one guys I met that were truck camping in the, in the 1970s. And it's like, you know, if they if they would have got into a situation wherever they were at in the back country, whether it was during the winter or the summer, it's like they were on their own. But but with us, with the technology and then with the boosters and everything else, uh, it's not we're, we're not as disconnected and we can still get help if needed. Right on. Yeah. Um, I, I just to, to, to segue to the next topic, um, the, the opportunity, the, the, the meeting that I've got tomorrow um, is a, a conversation with the city manager of Gunnison. Uh-huh. Um, and, and there's a, there's an organization slash group here in Gunnison. It's located at Western University. It's called the Ice Lab. And it's it's an incubation center for entrepreneurs. And Gunnison in general is interested in um, attracting entrepreneurs and businesses to diversify their economy here. So right now, it's really, it's really all about ranchers and tourism. Yep. And so um, with the advent of technology, just like you and I have been talking about, um, they, they recognize that numerous creative professionals are able to work from anywhere in the world um, as long as they have a good internet connection. And mm-hmm. so one of the things associated with this ICE lab that they've done is they're um, routing three major broadband lines that have, you know, Google level speed. I, I think that a gigabyte per second level speed Wow! in, in the hopes that they can attract those kinds of entrepreneurs that want to live in this area, but need to be able to work, you know, with people all over the world. So they need to have that dedicated, um, you know, that dedicated kind of, uh, internet. So anyway, I've, I've gotten to know the city manager of Gunnison over the past few weeks, um, past month. And 
Um, there's, there's opportunity within that lab um, that someone with my background, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about it. You know, I've done, I've done pharmaceuticals, I've done cancer research, I've done energy research, I've, I've done a whole bunch of different things. I've done a lot of things in the academic world as well. Um, I've done facilitation, um, knowledge communication between academia and industry professionals as well as government professionals. So there's, there's a nice overlap between my skills and some of the things that this ICE lab is trying to do. So they have, they have a uh, university component. It's, it's at the university. Um, so there's interaction with the faculty and what have you. There's interaction with the community um, where the people at the, uh, there's, there's a desire to channel resources from the ICE lab into the community. And then you have the third component and that's interacting with entrepreneurs. And, and I've had some experience doing, doing that at various levels. And so that's, that's the nature of this conversation tomorrow is to learn more about this ice lab and then see if there's any way that I might be able to fit, um, with what they're doing and contribute to what they're doing. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the conversation that, that I'm having tomorrow. And I'm excited about it, um, on one hand, because there's lots of cool stuff going on there. I, I really do like engaging with universities. I like engaging with entrepreneurs, you know, you and I have talked about some of the frustration when you're working with larger organizations and how, how you can get caught up in politics and what have you, but I think you and I are experiencing right now the good end of businesses and what have you, where in a small entity, even just looking at what you're doing and what I'm doing mm-hmm. can be, it can be a great outlet for creativity, right? When you're working on a small, small scale, a, um, you know, an operation of one or two, you can mm-hmm. do really, really cool stuff. And so, mm-hmm. you know, being able to interact with entrepreneurs you know, on that scale is a really neat idea. Um, on, on the, I wouldn't call it like a skepticism or maybe, maybe apprehension is the right word. Um, there's, there's the likelihood that it would be more of a 40 hour a week location dependent kind of work opportunity. And, just with everything that we talk about on this podcast where, you know, we like to go to, we like to go wherever we want, whenever we want. Mm-hmm. And that I might be limited in that fashion. If, you know, depending on what, what the expectations were of any kind of work at this place. So um, anyway, that's, that's what I'm looking at for the conversation tomorrow, um, that, that I want to make sure I, I can get to the meeting and, uh, you know, not be snowed in somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's cool that they're doing that. I think that's, a definitely a needed resource and a needed incubation, uh, or, or I guess incubator for, for businesses, especially, especially in the mountain towns. I mean, you know, when I was in Buena Vista, it was just, it was literally that it was like, you had the business owners that own the businesses in town that 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 did well and then you had all the peons that worked for them that they didn't pay 
anything to. I mean, they'd pay him like fucking minimum wage. It was a joke. And then, uh, you know, those people were struggling. A lot of those people were living out in four mile cause they were just trying to get on their feet. And then, and then you had the tourists and there was, so you had like, you had three, you had three crowds in BV that had money. You had the tourists, the retirees, which was a ton of retirees or the business owners. And then everybody else was just trying to get pieces of the pie from those three groups. And it was hard to, hard for people to put together a living, especially these young people that are trying to get started out there. So I think Gunnison, that's a very forward thinking thing for the, those mountain towns. Like, Hey, let's diversify our economy. Cause we can't live and die by just ranching and, and tourism. You know, there has to be more to it than that in, in those areas to sustain it. And also to like, like you said, attract the younger crowd. So that that's, that's cool. I've been thinking on my end about putting together some sort of uh, program or, or, I don't know what I would call it really, but basically on, on how people would go about trying to become like an influencer yeah, and, and like help with their social media and help with their website and just help with their channels to just to kind of get them started and do it on more of a consulting basis and, and not, and not charge very much, just do it, do enough to where it pays the bills and, and see where that would go. Because I, I do have such a passion for marketing. I love doing it and it's, it's something to where I, I don't, I don't mind spending a lot of time on it because I think it's interesting. And then I also love web development. I've done my own website. And with that, I've learned a bunch of different things about how to upload podcasts and all the different tracking that's involved with that. And, and I'm still learning as I go, but I think I could take a lot of those valuable lessons that I've had and make it affordable for somebody who's wanting to get into possibly like the influencer realm or, or just like an outdoor personality, or even just if they just need like a website for their small business, do something like that. Because with these unlimited data plans now, and then like with the WeBoost boosters, like we were talking about the connectivity being so much more robust, I can work from anywhere and uh, be able to, to provide solutions like that for people. So that's, that, that'd be cool. Like if you get hooked up with that and start working with that incubation, I'd love to somehow be a part of it and see if I could offer any assistance to people that are looking for, to do those sort of things. Yeah. I think I, I, I actually think that you, you would be a great candidate to bring into that kind of incubation center where you're, you, you're, you're certainly service oriented. You're certainly, mm-hmm. your mindset is, is marketing or, uh, oriented in, and in business oriented and, you you have you have the desire and the interest to work from anywhere um mm-hmm. and and have that nimble flexible adaptable like i'm going to go here i'm going to go there and what have you and i my my sense is that someone like yourself is a good candidate to recruit to this area so you know maybe whatever fractional uh, membership that they allow at the ice lab, you'd, you'd come in at, at the low level because you, you bounce around a lot, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, you're then connected to their network, um, interested and able to help out their network, you know, the other budding uh, entrepreneurs and even at the university, you know, like helping the younger crew figure out how, how to get into this. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think in, in, like you were saying before about mountain towns, um, I think Gunnison is on the cutting edge of thinking where Mm -hmm. they, they need to find an additional niche 
in addition to the uh, tourism and other small businesses, you know, there. So their question is, how do we get more? How do we diversify our portfolio? How do we get someone like Brian Gallion to mm-hmm. want to contribute to our community? Men just offer free donuts and I'm there. <laughs> Some free donuts, a little CBD, and I'm good, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, talking about CBD, I'm on day six of my my CBD. Let's see. Let me pull it up here. It's the premium hemp extract, the, canna- the cannabinoid blend from Phytorite. And I, I think this is the full spectrum stuff. It's It's been working out great. I've the first couple of days, I didn't really notice a difference, but I just kept on it. And then here I am day six, and it just feels like it feels like all my aches and pains have been minimized. I didn't realize how many I had until, <laughs> you know, until, until, until you don't have any more. You're like, man, I feel pretty good. So I woke up this morning, and I, and I got out of bed. And usually when I get out of bed, it's a, it's a little creaky, you know, just due to how active I've been over the years. It's just kind of catching up with me a little bit. But I would get out of bed in, in the mornings, and I would typically – take about an hour to get started just because I didn't feel very good, you know? So I'd get up and do coffee and kind of not talk to anybody and, you know, let, let, let Sierra's happy-go-lucky demeanor kind of lift me up in the morning, and then I'd be good to go after about an hour. But I woke up this morning and I hit the ground running because I just felt good. And I think that my sleep my, my sleep quality has definitely improved because I don't have those pains. I think that throughout the evening, if I toss and turn or whatever during while I'm sleeping – Maybe when I would turn over, you know, my shoulders would hurt or like my hip would hurt or something like that. But now that's not happening. So I'm pretty encouraged by this. It seems to be working well. And you know how like like with your joints and things like that, you can extend them to certain areas. But then you always know like, oh, if I go to that certain extension with that that range of motion with that one joint or or whatever it may be, like I usually experience pain in those areas. Well, it's interesting because I'll – I'll go to that area like with my elbows or something. I'll, I'll, I'll do my right elbow out to a certain point where it usually catches. And now it's not catching anymore in that one area. So it feels like the, just kind of feels like the joints are better lubricated for lack of a better word. And it's great because there's no side effects with this stuff other than feeling better. So I'm, I'm pretty encouraged with it. My dad's been taking it now for like three days. So I'm interested to just talk with him and see if I can get like, a. am kind of waiting for him to say something. Cause I don't want to ask him. He probably, he'll probably be like, Oh, I feel great. And whether he does or not, <laughs> cause right. he, he just wants to, you know, be positive about that stuff. But I, I'm waiting for him to say something like, man, I've really noticed like this doesn't hurt anymore or I feel better in this area or whatever. So I've been trying to get my mom on it and she's, she can be so stubborn. Sometimes I was, I, I bought some for her. It was like a hundred bucks for this stuff. And, uh, or I guess it was like 90, 90 bucks for this stuff. And, and I was, I was, I brought it home for her and I was like, Hey, have you been taking that CBD? And every day it's some different excuse, you know, Oh, I took some to leave. I'm fine. I'm like, mom, that's a bandaid. This is, that doesn't address the problem. It just masks the pain. Like, why don't you, why don't you take the CBD? And finally today she's like, well, I don't want to take it because I don't like that stuff. And I'm thinking here, here we go with the old school reefer madness mindset. <laughs> and it's just, it's just annoying because she bitches every day about how she doesn't feel good and how her knee bothers her and her, and then she doesn't sleep well and all this stuff. And it's like, hey, here's a solution for you that you could try. That's not going to wreck your stomach like Aleve does if you take it every day because she takes that stuff every day. And I just wish that she'd try it. I, I wish that she wouldn't have this mindset. She was, I was like, mom, it's not like that. You know, you, you don't get high from it or anything. It doesn't have those effects. And she's like, well, I don't like the way it tastes. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. We're pulling out any excuse we can to not use it. And I just, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of funny that she was all about it before I offered her some and then now she won't take it. Yeah, that's uh, 
I, I, uh, I know a lot of people like that. I'll, I, I don't want <laughs> no, to say bad about, about your mom. <laughs> I get it, dude. But it's just, it's frustrating on mine because I'm like, hey, I'm seeing it work in my, in my own self. And I'm not bullshitting her when I say that it's actually working. And then for, for her to just, you know, come up with the, any excuses she can not to take it. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just take that back and I'll, I'll put it in my own medicine cabinet and use it when I run out of this stuff. So. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I mean, I'm at least from what you're saying about your experience and, seeming to, to note improvements, whether, you know, whether you're getting better sleep or the CBD is contributing to the sleep or the inflammation, like whatever you're doing, it sounds like it's helping your situation. And I, do you, what's, did you look at the THC percentage content in the, I'm going to, is it's fire, fire, right? What, what's the, uh, yeah, it's phyto right phyto right yeah they they've got it's the this is the stuff that's that's 0.3 thc and underneath so they can be okay it can be, it can be it, you can you can buy it anywhere like nationwide you're good to go so well i'm uh you know i i gotta i gotta tell you so i'm that's very interesting to me on uh your experience with the cbd and you know, I, I took 800 milligrams of Advil last night. I, I helped my buddy move to uh, Ridgeway yesterday. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, just, you know, I, I I just don't recover the way that I used to when I was younger. My back, my my yeah. foot, you know, my shoulders, everything was just kind of tweaked. And, and so, yeah, the Advil helped last night. Um, but I... I, I'm really, really curious about it, and the fact that that you're getting a good experience from a CBD product that has that 0.3% THC, um, that's really good information for me to take in, um, just because I'm interested. The other thing, I, I just going back to the um, to, to Mia uh, Mia Voss, I've, I've had a little bit of interaction with her on social media and that that conversation you had with her and the one that we had as a follow-up that all that stuff is still resonating in my head so um so readily and i just so anyway i'm i'm kind of going off on a tangent right there but the the influencer stuff the building one's own brand and then the the cbd stuff um I, uh, I look forward to meeting Mia, I, I think is probably the way that I can just summarize that. Yeah. She's, she's awesome, man. And, 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 you know, she's not, she's not your typical cannabis user. She's, she doesn't like, she doesn't like smoking marijuana or, or taking edibles or anything like that. So it was interesting that she had such a good, uh, experience when it came to, you know, the hot flashes that she was getting during for menopause and all that stuff about how much it helped her. And, and she's like total believer now. She's like, man, it, that, that just made those things go away. So I think that it's, the health benefits are, are numerous as far as how it can help both men and women. And mm. I think that, that it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, ever since industrial hemp and all that stuff was outlawed in the, in the U S and they, you know, you'd have to, make sure you didn't have it in your crops or anything like that or any of the feed for the animals. It's like we used to be able to get uh, cannabinoid supplements just basically from eating 
animals, you know, or eating um, uh, livestock because they were feeding on that stuff. So it'd be in their system and then we'd ingest it as well. But it's like we're as a society and as a whole, I mean, we're completely cannabinoid deficient. Our bodies are. And I think that the majority of illness, the majority of problems in the United States that people deal with when it comes to health are derived from inflammation issues. And so it's like if we can find ways to minimize that inflammation and do it in a natural homeopathic way as opposed to using high, high power pharmaceuticals or radical things like that, I, you know, I'm all for it. So that's like the I, I want the most amount of benefit for the least amount of um, I don't know if you want to call it like playing with your with your endocrine system or anything like that, but just, just the least amount of manipulation, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And with that, it, you know, it's the least amount of side effects. So um, I'm having a good experience with it and I'm just going to keep on trucking with it and see how it, and just keep it going. Nice. Hey, I'm curious on, on that note of, you know, the least amount of um, impact and, and external medicine or what have you, you mentioned earlier that you, you were curious about getting into Sam Harris's waking up app and oh, yeah. Yeah, with meditation a little bit. Yeah. I, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on that. Well, um, I just started doing it. So I've only, I'm only one episode deep, so I need to keep going with it, but I'm interested to learn how the whole meditation things thing works. And it's, it's guided on his, on his end. He kind of talks you through like the first episode, he talks you through what meditation's about, you, you know, what you can expect from it, um, all those things. So I'm excited to really dive into the episodes. I, I've not, I haven't done my first full, full meditate guided meditation with it, but I plan to do that soon. And I'll probably do that when we're done with this. Cause I have the house to myself today. My, my dad's out doing his work thing and my mom is running a bunch of errands. So I'll have some time where it's just quiet here and I can get that squared away. That's cool. I I'm really interested to hear your, your experience with it. And I've, I've heard from so many different independent channels that his app is a really, really good one. Um, yeah. Well, Baron was the one who initially told me about it. I forgot about it, but he told me about it a couple months ago. He's like, dude, there's this new app. It's waking up with Sam Harris. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I just kind of threw it on the back shelf, you know? <laughs> and then, and then I realized I'm like, Oh, he was telling me about the med- the meditation app. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I've heard from, I, I heard from Baron. Um, and I think it was in one of his nomad notes that, that he puts out. Um, mm-hmm. I heard from you. Um, and I've heard from a couple other people that they've, they've really gotten help from it. Um, and on his most one of, you know, he, he seems to be very, very pleased and surprised on his own podcast about the overwhelming positive feedback that he's getting. He, he, he delves into some controversial topics and what have you. And he just made a statement that he he's blown away by like the hundred percent positive nature of the feedback. Cause normally he's getting the feedback. Oh, I loved your stuff or I hated your stuff just because he, he tends to dive into some more controversial subjects. So I'm, uh-huh. I've, I've played around with some different meditation apps. I, the one that I use right now is a simple timer and I'm, I I really enjoy it. But that said, I I'm going to try his waking up app. I've read his book. Um, you and I've have talked about the subjects he brings up on his podcast. So I, I just have a lot of respect for the man and, Mm -hmm. um, definitely curious to see how your own experience, not having meditated a lot, 
whether whether he's able to you know quickly walk you into a regular practice um because it just i don't know i i've i've been in and out of meditation for probably 20 years and um i read a lot about it i i practiced it but i do recognize that these apps that are coming out now seem to really really be helping people yeah i think i think the the, the thing about that always was kind of the barrier to entry to me for meditation. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, mm. you know? So to have somebody like Sam Harris, who obviously is very well versed on this and educated on the subject and how to, how to communicate that to people that are just newbies like myself, I find that to be very, very helpful. And like, you know, on top of it too, like Sam Harris is like the best voice for calming you down. Like I could listen to that dude all day long and just, <laughs> totally cool, you know, like that. This guy's great. <laughs> he he really is. He's he he he's definitely level level headed and and yeah, he's just very level in the way that he speaks. Um, he I, I I could I could go bromance on him. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, yeah, I don't I don't have much else going on here. I'm just working on some YouTube videos today and getting some winter camping stuff up, and then I'm probably gonna go winter camp here. I was planning on trying to get to Colorado next week for that meeting on the 6th with the Forest Service and also the Leadville Ranger District and the Wilderness Society, but I may have them just conference me in because I've got physical therapy all next week that I need to take care of. And just trying to get my hip back at 100% because I'm I'm thinking about with with the, my plans, like I said in that previous podcast when we were talking about me putting together a, a kind of a, tra- a traveling roadshow for conservation and hitting up companies to see if I can do that. The first thing I would need to do in order to, to do that is, is kind of rework the configuration on my truck. And I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I, but I do know I want to have a full stand-up capabilities in there. So there's a, a link I'll send you. I, I don't know if I've sent it to you or not, but that, that hard sided pop-up that, that camper that those people built, I think out of Oregon and it, it folds down to nothing. I mean, your overhead profile is nothing. And then it goes up on and it's hard sided on both sides. It's not that canvas stuff. So you really could do four season camping in it. And I could put a little wood stove in there too. But I'm, I'm just thinking about different things that I need to do in order to make the comfort level higher. Cause like once I got back on the road after doing three weeks of physical therapy, I thought I was good. And it's like within a couple of days, my hip was right back in the same spot. It was popping real bad. It hurt like crazy. I couldn't sleep. And I'm thinking, well, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a longer fix than I anticipated. Yeah, well, I'm 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 definitely curious to hear about the um, the different options that you're exploring to build your your rig out in a different way. Yeah, I'll I'll include the link in the in the podcast notes so people can check it out. It's it's a killer setup, and those I follow I follow this individual on on Instagram, and I can't remember where they're at right now. They're they're traveling somewhere. I don't think they're I don't think they're international yet, but I think their plan is to go international. So it's, it's a cool setup and they did it, uh, they did it legit. They actually had like schematic diagrams and went through an engineer and everything. And I think it cost them like six grand to build this thing. I could figure out how to do it for much cheaper and, and just go from there. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of explore some different options and get some more room in the truck. Cause I, I really love the, the low profile and basically it's just, it's just the topper that I have with that extended slide out. And it's, it's great because it's low profile, but it's still tight in there. And I'm not, I'm not 21 years old anymore. So it's like, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm just yeah. a way to, to, to be a little bit smarter with my health and travel to where I can still do this full time and then have room in there to stretch out and everything. Cause like the winter, the winter tent is great, but that's a production and it's a, it's a big thing to carry around with me. So I'd rather go more minimalist. 
Right on. Yeah. Well, I've, I'll be interested to, to, to track your progress. I think for the, the, the rest of my day, um, aside from making sure that I can make that appointment tomorrow, uh-huh. um, and I, I, I don't think the snowmobile route is the, the way that I'm going to go just because it's, it's, I, I just don't know what I'm doing to the extent that I could fully rely on that. So I, I'm going to figure out another way. But in, in addition to that, um, my, my focus is going to be on producing an article uh, that's related to that, that Sam Harris podcast um, on, on depression, anxiety, and uh, addiction. I, I posted it on my, my Facebook page. And um, so anyway, I'm, I've, got, I've got a blog post that I'm working on. And, um, if people, uh, I'll, I'll put the, we could put that Sam Harris, uh, podcast episode that, that touches on the depression, anxiety and, uh, and what have you in the notes and people can, can go to my blog and, and check out any, any further updates on that. But that's, that's my plan. Cool. Right on, man. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how this podcast turns out with this new software program we're using. This is, uh, let me look at the URL one more time. Squadcast.fm. Yeah, Squadcast. So th- this is what was what was uh, recommended by that podcast group that I'm part of on Facebook, and they seem to be really good with uh, with that offering up a bunch of different recommendations. So I'll, I'll connect you with them if you want me to add you to the group. Yeah, actually, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. Okay, cool, man. I'll do that. So. All right, dude. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we wrap up here? I'm gonna get some more stuff done. I want to try to get this YouTube video pumped out. I'm having a hard time finding the music I want, but I'll keep plugging away on epidemic music and figure that out. And then, uh, um, I'm sure you got stuff to do for the rest of your day. Just making sure that you can get everything dialed in with those snowmobiles and all that good stuff. <laughs> you know it. And, and keeping myself from, from having little temper, temper tantrums. Dude, it's okay to have them, man. I, I'd have them when I'd be out winter camp and I'd like, I'd like yell at myself. I'm like, you're a fucking loser. You're going to die out here. You know, and it's like, <laughs> if, I, like, if anybody could have seen that, they'd be like, dude, that guy's crazy. You know, <laughs> Cause I'm just talking I, to myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to like, you know, get some B-roll video of myself, you know, just having like, just these crazy breakdowns, like just losing my shit, you know, to, sparsely in, in a yeah to get into my videos and what have you but uh, yeah good 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 times that'd be funny man like laying in the snow like crying like yeah, that's that's pretty much how it went down <laughs> and like i'm like I'm like shadow boxing and be like i'm gonna kick your ass you know <laughs> they like my own little fight club up here like fight club off the grid yeah everybody's like that dude has lost it yep, yep. <laughs> right on man let's get catching up with you right on yeah keep keep uh keep up with your your back exercises and glad to hear the cbd is helping yeah man i'm stoked with that stuff so all right dude i'll catch up with you later right on later